0: So this is the Self-Development with Tactics book. So this one's gonna be again about healthy eating, health, and from a jamesclear.com website. So yeah. Once again, the fucking intro is not working, but yeah, you know, without the intro also being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. I do just remember, which I'm going to do quite afterwards, or right afterwards, that I do just have to close my fucking windows, because if I'm not doing this, they're gonna be just some really loud fucking traffic, traffic sounds from cars and whatever that are just really in front of my fucking window, but yeah. Um, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing fucking well. I rode there another car. Um, yeah, I'm really fucking pumped to be here, and you know, it's just amazing. And I'm actually recording only one episode today. The other one I've recorded yesterday. So actually, yesterday I've been recording three episodes, and it went amazingly great. You know, everything was fine. You know, I you know haven't been feeling stressed out or something. Everything has been good which is amazing. And yeah, um, as you might heard also in the intro, we're going ahead with the James Clee article that we've started about health and, and healthy eating and tips on healthy eating and all these very, very, very good stuff. So yeah, I hope, no, it's obviously not there. I could have thought about it, I guess. Now it's there, which is amazing. You know, we're actually uh, nearly finished with this one, or we have nearly finished with this one. Um, the last point, which is actually the third one, is what we're going to go through today, which is how to stick to a healthy eating habit. But before we're starting, I'm just actually having to close the windows. The windows. I do just have to close the windows. I'm doing amazing. I'm really fucking happy to be here. It's just amazing. It really is. I'm really happy. But what I remember right now is that I might actually turn on the TV and put on some white shit so that I'm a little bit brighter, a little bit more lit up, a little bit more lip dab. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, so how how to stick to a healthy eating habit. And I guess I think this is, well, I think the most tough thing about actually just well eating healthy I guess you know it's really sticking to it you know for sure you can eat some some healthy shit for one day for two days for a week maybe but you know over a lifetime it's gonna be something completely different and and I hope here's gonna just yeah share some pretty good tips on that so that we all can learn from that and we all can implement them into our lives what I also remember and I'm very sorry that I've that I never ever just kind of do everything that I need to do. Like, I always just have to do something, like now plug in my fucking PC. Uh, but yeah. This is what it is. <laughs> it really is what it is. Never mind, now everything is okay. I also just have to plug in the HDMI cable, so that my uh, TV's working. You know, we're losing three minutes, I think that's quite okay. You know we, we haven't lost them you know it's just an introduction into the whole thing <laughs> you know you can always talk about things in a positive way i guess you know it's about perspective you know it is about perspective it is about focusing on the good stuff rather than on the bad stuff and now i'm just really bright and it's you know it's not hurting my eyes you know it's actually a pretty nice and well, kind of soft light, I guess, you know, I'm getting from the screen itself, which is great, you know, which is also great for the video, which is great for me, because it is not so fucking bright as in the the lamp, for example, is like, this lamp, even though, like, it, it does something, you know, it, it clearly just does something, maybe I'm just putting it on once again, but I guess not today, I think I'm lit up just enough, yeah. So actually I think we should just go ahead. So how to stick to a healthy eating habit? Address the root problem of unhealthy eating. There's a reason why many people eat as eat as a way to cope with stress. Stress causes certain regions of the brain to release to release chemicals, specifically opiates or opiates and neuropeptides or neuropeptide Y. These chemicals can trigger mechanisms that are similar to the cravings you get from fat from fat and sugar. In other words, when you get stressed, your brain feels the addictive call of fat and sugar and you're pulled back to junk food. Most of the time. You know, what I'm seeing there as well, which is something great for me to notice, is for sure You know you can also just consume really good fats. Like in fruits, not in fruits, but in nuts. And you also can just consume good sugars which are in fruits or, um, you know, in vegetables as well. You know, there are quite a lot of sources for good sugars, for good, fu- for good fats. It's, I think, olives as well. Um, but most of the time, it's, it's actually nuts and, and seeds and something like this. These are just really great fats. And yeah, consume them. And I guess this might just really work for or actually against stress. At least this is what I'm reading there. You know, this is what I'm just... Well, maybe this is just only what I'm reading. <laughs> could also be the case. I don't know. So yeah, so we all have stressful situations that arise in our lives. Learning to deal with with stress uh, in a different way can help you overcome the addictive pull of junk food. This could include simply breathing techniques or a short guided meditation. Or something more physical like exercise or making art. I do think, in general, as he also just points out, knowing how to deal with stress yourself is something that's incredibly important, you know? Just to feel good, I would say. You know, it is not about okay, you know, you just have to do it because you have to do it. It's just so that you feel better. So that you just, you know, live a life that's worth living. You know, to live a life that's just amazing, that's nice, that is making you happy. And obviously, when you're when we are stressed out, when we are overwhelmed, when we feel stressed out, we are not happy. You know, at least I'm not happy then. And, you know, uh, I think uh, the problem that I'm having with meditation actually is that I do not know how it is without meditation and I'm not actually going to try it out. Because I kind of do not want to break my habit of, you know, the daily meditation thing that I'm doing. You know, I'm meditating 10 minutes every single day, You know, most of the time before I go to bed. I think this is just the best time for me because in the morning, I do not quite feel like doing it. Sometimes in the evening or actually, you know, at night, it is not the best thing to do, actually. Because, you know, often I'm then feeling like, okay, I do want to sleep and I do not want to fucking meditate. This is then fucked up, you know, because I do just really not feel like this. And, you know, the concentration isn't there any longer and also the discipline isn't there, you know, as it should be any longer as it would be just you know at noon or in the morning and so on and this could just lead to a pretty bad meditation you know often I get a pretty good one sometimes it's bad often it's bad like it's you know I think I shouldn't judge it actually I think I should just do it and be aware of it use it and and try to get better at it and just try to make the whole experience better but I guess I shouldn't judge it you know um But I think, you know, these are just examples. But I really believe that there is something everyone can do against stress. Some people might like just to play video games. You know, this might be a thing. Some people might like to just listen to music. This could also be a thing. Like, for sure. Really for sure. And I think this is just really something that you as an individual, you know, have to try out. And have to see what is the best thing you can do against you feeling stressed out or your stress. So that you're feeling happy again. And that you're feeling good again. But yeah, Um, how to say no to temptation. Learning how to say no is one of the most useful skills you can develop, especially when it comes to living a healthy life. Research is starting to show that small changes can make it easier for you to say no. Resist temptation and stick to healthy eating habits. In a research study published in the Journal of Consumer Research, 120 students were split into two different groups. The difference between Those two groups were saying I can't compared to I don't. Which just means like you're saying like, well, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I can't do this. I can't just eat healthy. I can't do this and I can't do that. But it is rather or you should rather say I'm not willing to do this. You know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to eat healthy. I don't want to do this and that. And there seems to be a significant change in just only words, you know, only saying this word or only saying that word, you know, it's just amazing, but I also think in general, those words that we are using to talk to ourselves, you know, whether we are talking negatively to ourselves or positively, just also changes a lot, you know, at least this is what I believe, you know, for sure, if I'm telling myself all the fucking time, you piece of you piece of shit, just do this, you know, you're so dumb, you're just a really motherfucker. <laughs> of course I'm saying this to me. No, you know, but I think there are some people that are saying this to themselves and it, well, you know, obviously or actually not so obviously is really bad, you know, because... I believe that after some time you're actually believing in what you're saying to yourself and also what others are saying to yourself. You know, if somebody's telling you that you're a dumb motherfucker or dumb piece of shit, for sure, you know, after 10 years, you know, there might be just, you know, there might be some slice of you. Some some really, you know, small bit at least that is believing in, in what this person said to you over the past 10 years, which is really bad and, you know, which is really sad as well But I guess it is a way, you know, unless you're just really confident and unless you really know, okay, this is who you are and this is who you want to be. Maybe it is just actually the same thing, but you know who you are and you know what you are not. And yeah, and also just trying to not listen to those people that are trying to to get you down. I know in general, I would say we should all feel very sorry for those people that are actually trying to get other people down because... Well, you know, what is their life like? You know, their life just, you know, has to be pretty shitty. You know, if they do just actually feel the temptation to to get other people down, to actually make their lives bad or worse. Well, yeah, you know, what does that say about their life? You know, it is actually the same thing as those people that are commenting. And actually today was the first day in my whole entire life, um, We've actually seen that somebody's actually commenting some some really hateful stuff, you know, as a comment uh, under just another people's post or another person's posts, post, um, which was something that well, it shocked me some sort of, because you know I was going through the comments because I'm 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 not commenting on the post itself I'm commenting on some comments that I'm seeing there, um the good thing about this is that, for, you know. First of all, you're you're really then commenting just uh, or you're really quite writing to another person, which just leads them to actually look it up and then just see what you have written and, and whatsoever, which just you know actually you know lets you have a just really higher chance of getting a reply. And also there you know, there's so many people that are commenting Of course, pretty often it is like just really dumb shit and really unnecessary shit like self-advertising or like, okay, you know, that's great, totally, yes, with some emojis and whatsoever. You know, most of the time these are bots, you know, and you might know that, but but often they are really great comments, you know, and even though the post itself might not be something that you're believing and might not be something that you actually like, there might be a comment that you like and there might be someone saying something in the comment that is just... Well, something that is uh, something that is something that you like. And then it is great because you can comment on them. You can tell them, okay, you know, I also believe in this and, and whatsoever. It is quite great. But today, um, as I went through the comments, I've actually seen just the first time in my entire life, someone that actually meant, you know, also meant it, you know. I've also looked up his account. It was just some, well, typical typical kind of motivational Shit, I would say, and and uh, he well, you know, someone which was amazing for me. Someone was talking about like, okay, you know, he you know he doesn't get why so many people are just only talking about the millionaires and whatsoever, and that not everyone is just meant to be a millionaire, which is definitely the case, you know, and which is actually, um, well, fact, I guess, you know, not everyone's just meant to be an athlete either, you know, not everyone's meant to just be a millionaire, not everyone's be, not everyone's meant to be me, not everyone's be meant to just be an author, there are so many things a lot of people are not meant to be, but they are just meant to be someone else or something else, you know, in terms of actually, you know, jobs and whatsoever, Um, and then this, this certain person said like, like, you know, just something like, okay, you know, this is just some dumb shit that you're talking about. I'm going to buy your whole entire family just a dollar on a penny on a dime. Do you say it like this? You know, there's some saying, I don't remember that. You know, when something is then just really cheap, you know, this is the whole takeaway of it. And he just really meant it. And it actually on this certain post, he was commenting two times. And two times it was something so hateful and something that was, you know, really hurting people, I guess. You know, at least it might have hurt you. It might have hurt me. Maybe, you know, just in the real first moment. And then I would have thought like, okay, this person's life just really has to be pretty shit. It really has to be bad. And and then I would have, you know, I think I've, I would have felt really sorry for this person. Because, yeah, you know, it doesn't seem to be just... Just a life that is worth living. Just a life that is great to live. But yeah, you know, let's actually move on. And please don't be a person that is actually commenting some hateful shit. They're actually taking your time out of your fucking day. Out of your 24 hours to go on a post that you do not like. Consume it and also then write back a comment on it being just really shit. You don't like the post or whatsoever. Well, you know, what does that say about your life? And also when you're seeing this... Don't comment some some bullshit like, you know, just shut up or something like this. Feel sorry for them or maybe show them some love. I don't know. Just really feel sorry for them, I guess. Something that I'm having from, from Gary V actually. You know, he spread the word and I just really adopted it. It was something that I, you know, uh, I really felt the same way and I really understood what, what he was talking there. Um, but yeah. So the difference between those two groups was saying I can't compared to I don't. One group was told that each time they were faced with a temptation, they would tell themselves I can't do X. For example, when tempted with ice cream, they would say I can't eat ice cream. When a second group was faced with a temptation, they were told to say I don't do X. For example, when tempted with ice cream, they would say I don't eat ice cream. After repeating these phrases, each student answered a set of questions unrelated to the study. Once they finished answering the questions, the students went uh, went to hand in their answer sheets. Went to hand in, I'm sorry, their answer sheets, thinking that the study was over. In reality, it was just beginning. As each student walked out of the room and handed in their news, their answer sheet, they were offered a complimentary threat. Or. Treat actually. Um, the student could choose between a chocolate candy bar or a granola health bar. As the student walked away, the researcher would mark their snack choice on the answer sheet. And then I guess, you know, probably most of the people that are actually listening to this or watching this right now might know, you know, what the whole thing's gonna be about. The students who told themselves, I can't eat eggs chose to eat the chocolate candy bar 61% of the time. Meanwhile, the students who told themselves I don't eat eggs chose to eat the chocolate candy bars only 36% of the time. The simple change in terminology significantly improved the odds that each person would make a more healthy food choice. So why does something so small make such a big difference? Which is going to be answered by the next paragraph, I hope, because this is really interesting to see why it is actually the case. Something that I have seen there or that I'm just seeing that is that that I'm also using the exact same phrasing. I'm not saying like, you know, I can't sometimes I'm actually saying I can't eat that, you know. I'm I'm you know, I really don't like eating out because most of the time I can't eat stuff. Um But then when I'm well, when someone's asking me to just eat something or to, to try something or so, something like this, I then sometimes say, you know, I don't eat that. I don't eat cheese. I don't eat just meat. I don't eat whatever, for example, now. And, well, I think, actually, to be real honest, I think I use both terminologies. But I'm still just really kind of, you know, I'm sticking to my healthy eating habits. I'm really doing because I've understood and I've noticed that when I'm eating healthy I just feel better and this is what I'm going for you know I'm not going for just having some really great taste in my mouth on my tongue for two minutes for half an hour or whatever it will be Uh, I want to feel good you know the whole day long I don't want to feel filled I don't want to feel bad for doing something I do want to feel good in my body not only mentally but also physically you know and when I'm then ill because I've eaten just like crap for a month long I'm not gonna be happy if I'm ill I'm only happy when I just can't do the shit that I'm willing to do you know and this really reminds me on something that I think yeah I think Gary Vee as well said happiness for him is doing what he wants when he wants with whom he wants and all those things like you know you could play this just pretty long but this is what he thinks and I guess it is actually the case, and when you're just restricting yourself, basically restricting yourself um, from doing something only because you just really have bad eating habits and because of those bad eating habits you're just ill a lot, well then, yeah, and you know, there's no one to be blamed but you, I guess. And then you're also not happy, I assume. Uh, you know, at least I wouldn't be happy. You know, when I'm ill, I'm really not happy. You know, this is just really something that pisses me on so incredibly much. I, I really hate to be ill, you know. And I guess I've been just ill way too often in my life. And this is the reason why I just hate it so much. Could also be the case, you know, I don't know. Um, the one phrase that will help you eat healthy. Uh, your, words, your words help to frame your sense of empowerment and control. Furthermore, the words that you, used, that you use create a feedback loop in your brain that impacts your future behaviors. For example, every time you tell yourself, I can't, you're creating a feedback loop that is a reminder of your limitations. This terminology indicates that you're forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. In comparison, when you, when you tell yourself, I don't, you're creating a feedback loop that reminds you of your control and your power over the situation. It is a phrase that can... Propel? What does propel mean? Propel means... A long fishing boat propelled by six oars. Push, move, forward, move, set, set in motion, uh, get moving and or drive. So it's a phrase that can propel you toward breaking your bad habits and following your good ones. Heidi Grant Helversen is the director of the Motivation Science Center at Columbia University. Here is how she explained the difference between saying I don't Compared to I can't. And this is now pretty great. Because you know the first take on a certain question. Was I'm very sorry. It was obviously from James Clear himself. And now you know you're actually hearing someone. That is you know a professional. Or a professional in this space. And who just knows the space. And knows what she's actually talking about. Which is nice. Which is really nice. I appreciate that Mr. James Clear. I really do. Um, I don't. Is experienced as a choice, so it feels empowering. It's an affirmation of your determination and willpower. I can't is a choice, isn't a choice. It's a restriction, it's being imposed upon you. So thinking I can't undermines your sense of power and personal agency. And you know, there's the same exact thing as a quote again. So, in other words, the phrase I don't is a psychologically empowering way to say no, while the phrase I can't is a psychological psychologically draining way to say no. Perhaps most importantly, a changing language leads to a change in mindset. You can now utilize your new empowered mindset in all future situations, which is why a subtle shift can lead to very different outcomes over the long run. Of course, over the long run, I think there's not gonna be just some, well, maybe even. I just want to say that there might not be some significant change, just really in short-term things like, over a, a week, over a day, over two days. You know, it definitely gonna be just some long-term shit. It's I think also the same thing with you know meditation. Meditation is actually one of the things I believe that's that you really just have to use it long term. You know, it's it's not gonna be something that's that's gonna help you short term, at least not as much. You know, for sure you're gonna feel good, you're gonna feel relaxed, you're gonna feel calm and all these things. But the real benefits of meditation are actually, I think, you know, at least as far as I know, are coming after six months of, of doing it, a year of doing it, even longer or something. And the change you can make with meditation and the things you um, or the ways you can benefit from it, it are actually huge. You know, there are so many things that you are benefiting from, or so many ways you can benefit from, you know, meditation, which is a practice that's not taking you long but but you know I guess which is something that's fortunate it's really got a trend I would say you know it it is it is really something that, well all those hipsters are probably doing all those people that are that want to be kind of actually hipster that wants to be new that want to be a certain kind of people you know these people are just doing it and and this might actually be very very good because this generation then just well uh, yeah they are used to actually meditation and they're gonna teach their children and well, it might also be just it might also have something to do with uh, science because you know well uh, yeah, you know science also just proved all the things that people said about uh, meditation that it is good that you can benefit from it and whatever. Something I guess not well not a lot of scientists have been have been talking about or have been making research on a few years ago I think they just did it because meditation got so 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 trendy so you know common somehow even i don't know i really I am just assuming that you know I don't know i uh, I'm really assuming there might have been research on on meditation for just hundreds of of years which could also be the case because We haven't invented the fucking meditation thing in 2019. You know, it's something pretty old. Pretty, pretty fucking old. So yeah, um, where to go from here? I hope you found this short guide on healthy eating useful. If you're looking for more ideas on how to eat healthy, then check out my full list of healthy eating articles below. All healthy habits articles. This is a complete list of articles I have written on building healthy eating healthy habits. So enjoy. It's actually pretty nice because he is having just so many articles and they all they are all they all are so fucking great. You know, as you, you know, as you were able to see with this article. You know, this article as well was so incredibly great. Just only for the reason that that he actually put some 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 really great stuff in the really end of it. Like this uh this woman who is actually just a professional in this certain space, it is something extremely valuable for me. To actually know, okay, you know, this is not also this is not only what James Clear is talking about. This is also something that just some professionals are talking about. This is some opinion of professionals. Even though, you know, you are there actually any sources? No, there aren't. Yeah, but I think you can just, you know, trust in him, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Um I might be reading some of these headlines and there might be just something for you. So check it out then. 10 simple ways to eat healthy without thinking, backed by science. What happens to your brain when you eat junk food? 10 common mistakes that prevent you from being happy and healthy today, backed by science. <laughs> what I've learned from two years of intermittent fasting. Effortless ways to lose weight and health, and eat healthy. Learning from superhumans the incredible fitness and success of Jack Lelain. Answers to the most common inter- intermediates. Intermittent fasting questions, how to start eating healthy and actually stick to it, 12 lessons learned from one year of intermittent fasting, and the beginner's guides to intermittent fasting. I think it actually seems to be the case that intermittent fasting is actually something that's great, I assume, and I think that I'm also going to read just some articles on this certain particular topic, because I'm really not educated in this space, and, and, and it would be great if I was. So... Well, why not? You know, why really not? You know, it is something that I think also has been sticking around for, for quite some while. Still, it is something new, at least just phrased like this, or actually called like this. Um, you know, I think just fasting has always been a thing, you know, uh, only through just religions, for example. There are also a lot of religions, whether it be um, Islamic or the Islam, or I I think it's Islam more than Islam or, or something like this. Then obviously, uh, just Catholics or just Christians. I don't know. Never mind. You know, there's always going to be some fasting there. I think, and, and also just probably in other religions as well. You know, Buddhism might also be some some fasting implemented in this. But I don't know, and, and I think there might just be some reason for it, and, and not only some, some religious reasons, or not some, some reasons just because, okay, yeah, we have Eastern, so let's just fast, because it is Eastern. I guess, uh, you know, there has to be some reason behind it, I guess. And, and I think people have thought about, you know, why other people should be doing this, and also, well, it got implemented into their whole religion, I guess. I think so. But yeah. Um, I wish you the best of happiness and success. Talking went quite well today actually. Um, you know sometimes when I'm then just talking about something that I'm thinking about. Then something that, it gets a little bit hard then. You know because I'm thinking about so many, th- so many things. And, and then actually just trying to structure the sentence during the sentence. So in between the sentence actually. It is tough. You know it is tough. But I'm learning and I'm learning and I'm learning. And I'm going to be better and better and better. Uh, Yeah. To the point where I'm just kind of proudly saying that I just speak like a native. Which would be great. But yeah. I think I would definitely move to some English speaking country afterwards. Or just. You know. When I can. I guess. I guess. You know. I think I would. I would actually. I think I would just take the chance. I guess. Because it's something that I'm interested in. At least for. I don't know, six months or something that I, you know, might be just doing some internship at some company. If this was working, I don't know. Or if this, you know, yeah, if this was working. But yeah. Um, but also, I hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered. So basically, your legacy. Because you have it in your hands. You have it in your control. It is something you control. Um, still, we can't serve everyone. You know, you can't make everyone happy and not, not everyone's going to like you. Like... It's just what it is. There's some, there, there are going to be some people. That just don't like you by default. Just because of, of, of very stupid reasons. Or out of no reason actually. But yeah. Um, I see you the next time. Thank you very much for listening. And watching. I see you.